This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Gadget Geek show number 499. We're almost there. Recorded on July 29th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Cawson, broadcasting live from, Mike, what is turned into hell here in, in Nebraska. Like, it, it's, I, we're supposed to get some relief this weekend. Most of the West, I think, is suffering from this heat, too. But whole, how are you staying cool? What are you, you staying inside? Basically. I, well, it's been my answer. I have these cornhole boards that I really need to finish, and I—you can't even be in the garage. Like it is just stifling yeah. hot, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait till this weekend. Puts me behind a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been stay inside and and play hockey on the ice rink um, to to stay cool. It, yeah. It's unreal around kinda, here. Kind of nice to be playing hockey in the in the middle of summer, right? Well, well yeah. And the crazy part is uh, Ragbri was this week in Ragbri for people around Nebraska. I was the, the bike ride across Iowa. Um, so that just happened. So I don't even know. I mean, gosh, I, I hope no one, you know, suffered any yeah. heat stroke or anything. Cause I mean, it was, we had a, we were in a heat advisory all week. Just, yeah. and it was that heat that was super, just like, it just hits you. You walk outside. Yeah. Stayed inside. Yeah. <laughs> I had no, I had no interest in going out. I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay inside this walk on the treadmill. You know, those, that, that kind of stuff. Well, we'll survive it. We got, I think we have some thunderstorms coming in tonight should cool it down over the weekend. Of course. So we'll post a show this one with a few show notes, maybe this week out at the average guy TV. Big thanks to those who are over on Patreon. Just a reminder, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can get pretty easily. And, and I, I kind of caught up on the, I've been posting the videos, but I hadn't posted just the audio of the full show. So that's everything pre and post. I just give it all to you. Um, that's back in action. So if you want to get that, an easy way to get that is on Patreon. We have a $5 plan if you want to join us. And of course, we appreciate that. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Mike and I were talking a little crypto in advance uh, in the pre-show. Uh, just, yeah, you know, we were, weren't we? Just a little bit. Yeah, because I, I was talking about my taxes. And um, uh, if you want to join us in the crypto journey, if you haven't done anything yet, an easy way to get in is on Coinbase. If you head out to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Coinbase, uh, first $100 trade or purchase will get you 10 and gets us 10 and appreciate your uh, your support of that. If you want to do it, you don't have to. It's just a great way to learn on Coinbase. Maybe, Mike, as I learn more about, uh, you've got this. What's that application you recommended to me again? Cointracker.io. And actually, the way I found it was through Coinbase. So they have... They have a connection to Coinbase. So if you're in your Coinbase account, you can go to the taxes section. And the first recommendation is, hey, just connect with Cointracker.io. So it'll pull in. You actually log in through your Coinbase account. Um, so it'll pull that account. And it'll also, you can plug in manually any other wallets. You can pull in via API from other wallets. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways to connect. You can tell it certain wallets are mining wallets. Um, and it will essentially, for a fee at the end of the year, um, but it will give you your tax documents that you need to do. Yeah. Well, so I have to give it a, if it's convenient, you know, it's kind of sometimes. Oh, it's the easiest thing ever. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So takes about five minutes to set up and you'll be done. All of about four individuals in the world are doing it at this. They're not that listened to this show. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on crypto. You and I are doing it, but. I don't know of that many others uh, that, that are doing it. So anyways, you can join us on Coinbase, theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase. And we may have, I did have about 20 take uh, take advantage of that of that offer. So I know there's at least 20 of you out there that are that are doing some stuff and love to hear your feedback. If you want to do that, by the way, the best way to kind of dialogue with the, the group here is on Discord. So go to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord, join in the conversation. Lots of good stuff uh, going on there. I've been posting uh in last week's show two i asked two questions one was around uh ring and i've got some updates for you so that'll be first and then uh two was around the generator creating kind of a generator smart plug-in thing yeah and i kind of spent the week kind of yeah i spent the week kind of working on it so mike i'll run i got some pictures and i'll run some things by you and we'll do that that and then mike's got a ham radio update and uh, we'll spend a little bit of time doing that then whatever else you come up in the in the chat room if you want to do it that way. 
Um, Mike, starting uh, Friday afternoon, I started, I took the ring cam out of the packaging, got it all set up. By the way, man, ring in, in setup is the easiest thing. Like it's good experience, un- huh? It's I, unbelievably easy. Okay. Yeah. Adding, especially adding another camera. Once you have one, I mean, it is really take it out of the box, charge the battery, put the battery in, push a button in it in, and then follow the instructions in the app. It is super easy to get up. And so I spent some time, uh, took it out in my backyard. We had talked about maybe three possible positions, uh, kind of up high off the roof, one out on the shed itself, and then maybe one over in the corner so I could get the back door included as well. Yeah. And um, so Friday I, I set it up and then all I did was just set the camera around in different places not not in the exactly where it would be, but one I wanted to make sure the Wi-Fi was going to work. For what Ring makes up for in easy setup, it loses in Wi-Fi. It is, it is not. It just it struggles in that area. You know, yeah. yep. I got the I have a chime, but that chime doesn't have the greatest range. I mean, it it is a drawback to the Ring system. Is I is I just don't think. That can, then a, the connectivity is a strong, and there's no wired options, which is kind of a shame. Like, it would be nice if I could run a wire out to it in some, in some cases, but it is Wi-Fi only. If Ring did PoE, I would be a Ring customer, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they there needs to be some sort of conversion kit, and maybe they'll get to this point. Um, but again, I don't think there's a big enough market for it. Right. Yeah. Like the, the people who are going to run POE are going to run their own systems. Um, but I've always thought that about all those systems. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be in for it as well. So spent the, spent the weekend kind of moving that thing around and I'd show Sarah, what do you think about this position? What do you, what do you, what do you like on this one? What are we seeing here? And she actually liked kind of helping me kind of pick those various, like, you know, and so um, took some pictures, uh, kind of compared them, some of those kinds of things. And then um, I think, because uh, so, it was super hot <laughs> this weekend too. This it yeah. was super hot going into the weekend. Um, I think on Sunday, I kind of finally decided. And when I mean I decided, it means I put it up with with um, zip ties. <laughs> so it's not, it's not even necessarily completely installed for real. I'm not sure if I like it there, I'm going to change it. But um, this is where the audio is going to get a little boring. I'm going to do, I'm going to show you guys kind of a little bit of, I'm in my ring, uh, dashboard at this point. And this is kind of Mike, the look that I kind of settled on is you're kind of looking at the, the camera here. You get a, a good look at all the deck. Uh, I get some, of I get some visibility to the right there. That's the, that's the path that comes in from the side of the house. So I get some coverage on that. Then you can see way out in the upper left-hand corner uh, is the shed. Now, this isn't going to be the deterrent that I was we were talking about last time. I did take the ring out to the shed. You can see in this picture how far away the shed is, right? Yeah. It's all the way on the other side of the yard. Uh, it had absolutely no Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, it was just not... It was It was really jumpy and stuttery. The picture was bad. It just... It wasn't good when I took it out there um, to test it out. I'll have to do something different out there. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be able to put another ring cam out there, unless I put a chime somewhere close or shoot some Wi-Fi, or or you know tunnel in some Wi-Fi out there, right? Put something mm-hmm. which is not again. I'm using the shed fairly often uh, uh, now um, for for uh, cigars, but. Um, it uh, it's too, it was too far out. So you do the other, the, I do get a good chunk of the backyard. The other thing I don't get, which I really like is my neighbor's yard. So the, the, yeah. t- the very top of this picture is kind of cut off by the roof and that naturally shields the camera from my neighbor. And I, I don't think she'd mind, but I just don't really want, I just don't really want it. At this point, like just especially for the motion triggers, right? Like, you know, anything triggering motion is actually in your backyard, not, oh man, I'm capturing the neighbor walking around her yard. Yeah. Yeah. If you see, uh, we'll talk about this maybe towards it. Well, it's not going to be big enough, but 
uh, we're on full screen now. If Mike, if you see, there's two little, uh, you see the two fans sitting on top of the deck railing on the left-hand side. You see those black. Oh yeah. Those black yeah, squares. Yeah. That is the very beginning of what we're calling the breeze machine, uh, <laughs> out there, which is, uh, um, uh, just fans that I've, I've actually screwed into the deck that just these fans have an all weather, um, uh, motor. And they can sit out there for most of the summer. And then in the winter, I'll unscrew them and take them in. But they can always, they can just sit there. And they create a nice little breeze across the uh, the deck. So um, you, or you get a picture here. If you've never seen the ring dashboard, this is it. And you can kind of see some of the, the oh, I got to click actually in the right, uh, <laughs> the, the right window. So you can kind of see, uh, you get, you know, you get the ability to, now I've purchased the, $3 a month per camera subscription for this or $30 a year. I'm to that point, Mike, with Ring where at $10 a month, no, yeah, at $10 a month or 100 bucks a year, you get uh, all of the, you get unlimited cameras at that point. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. So the next camera, I'm just going to, if, if I put another Ring camera in, I'm just going to down, it's a dollar more. Right. Yeah. For that kind of deal. But you kind of see, um, you know, you can then kind of see the motion. Of, I was out, I was out on the back deck uh, the other night, um, enjoying the, enjoying the deck and having a good time. Oh, there's a good one. That was a good one of me lounging. Here's a good one of me <laughs> lounging on the deck, enjoying, uh, enjoying a, a candle, let's just say. So, um, yeah, Mike, I think uh, it was a good exercise. I think for me, what I learned is, before you install, kind of, you know, tape it up there or zip tie it or put it close because not only like the angle. So if you, if in the picture you're seeing right now, if you go to the right, go all the way to the corner of the house, I tried one there and that got the whole deck and the back door, but it didn't get the shed. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I, I would like, I would like a good kind of, you know, frontal shot, so to speak. Um, of the deck, but, uh, tuned in a little bit, worked on my alerts, worked on the notification. You know, there's all, man, there's all kinds of things that you can set that thing to, but gave me, um, you know, gave me a pretty good, um, as a fun weekend project. Yeah. I like that angle. I like the one you ended up on. What now? How many, how many do you have? What do you have? Four, five, nine. nine. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. How did you decide? Like, what was the process of going through of deciding wh- what angles and what you covered? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so for me, number one, it was okay. Where can I get Ethernet to easily uh, from my attic? So, a lot of my angles are from eaves that were super easily accessible um, when I went up into my attic. Because you got to remember, all of mine, um, for the most part, except for I'm, I'm going to count here. Uh, let's see, one two, three are Wi-Fi. Um, so I have three of the nine are Wi-Fi cameras. Um, so, but the rest of them were, we're trying to figure out, you know, from different eaves, where do I put them? Um, and then it was really just covering main areas of the house. So it was strategically placing, make sure we got driveway, front door, back door, um, backyard. And there are a lot of different areas of the backyard so that if someone's coming through a gate, coming through a certain area, um, we're going to capture them. And then a lot of my decision was based on deterrence. So from the street, you know, I live on the corner of a cul-de-sac. And so I have a lot of the corners of my house are visible from the street. And so I want to make sure at least on each main corner, it was very clear that uh, I had security cameras up and that they were recording all the time. Um, but, but mainly, you know, easy access to the eave to run into the attic, to run that POE switch. If you guys remember, I, I run one POE switch actually in my attic, just a T cheap TP-Link one, which saves me from having to run a bunch of cables from the attic down to the basement. Uh, so I run one cable from the attic to the basement that connects up to a POE switch that powers a majority of those cameras. Ed told me, you know, he, I think Ed Sullivan had told me when he, he had a house built, he had them install a run from the attic to the basement in the walls. Yes. That was just a chase and you could chase wires up and down that way, made it a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's the hard part. So we're finishing our basement now. And I think we might have discussed this earlier, but now like my basement is my oasis when it comes to my server racks down here, um, even this main studio area, but it's a completely unfinished basement. And so I have access to, I mean, it's, it's, it's open, right? So whenever I need a new ethernet wire, 
I just run it. And so now I have to decide and be permanent on, on where all my wires are going to go. And okay, this better be the last setup to the server rack. Cause it's gonna be a lot harder in about two months here to run any new ethernet wire that I need to. So I do need to think through if there's anything else I need to do before that time, before everything gets, you know, closed up and, and more permanent. Cause I think my me drilling a hole in a finished basement ceiling is going to get a, a bigger frown for my wife than it does now when I need to run a new cable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I've been trying to avoid cables, just to be honest. You know, you're just like, I don't know if I can get away with with it. Um, I was going to show a little bit uh, back again. Uh, Ken, thanks for the reminder to go full screen here on the bottom right. I can't do that on the Mac because it'll, it will, because I'm I'm on an ultra wide, so it'll do all kinds of funky things. But um, that being said, um, you get it here. I was also going to just show, you know, so I've got, um the, the driveway cam. This is, well, okay, there we go. So let's get back to the motion. Um, so, oh, there's the new, there's the new legacy with the new tint. Look at that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about the tint process because I had that done this week. Um, this is the big one on the front deterrent wise, right? I've got this one and then the, the front door uh, cam out here. I didn't preview these in advance. Oh, there's my, <laughs> like, yeah. There's the uh, UPS guy. Yeah, it is the UPS guy leaving some things for me. Um, but that pretty much covers one. Those two pretty much cover 100% for me of, of the front. I don't have to, yeah. I don't have to worry very much with that. The, uh, the back uh, now I'll probably go one or maybe two more cameras uh, kind of in the back there. But, well, I, I I think it depends on too. So you were saying you were trying to avoid wires um, on the camera side when you're outside, you don't see any wires on mine. That's actually what I like about POE, right? Cause it runs through the stem of the camera. So you drill a little hole that the, so the holder of the camera where it mounts, you don't even see any wires, no need for solar, no need for changing batteries. So for me, a wire on security cameras is the one area where I actually still like a wire. Cause number one, you never even see it. Um, and number two, it gives you full power. Don't rely on Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm in agreement with you. In all other areas of my life, I'm trying to avoid wires. But it's funny with cameras, I won't do anything with wireless on cameras. Um, it has to be has to be yeah. wired for me, except you, for in areas like I said, three of mine are Wi-Fi. Right. But those are in areas where I, I can't run um, a physical cable. I I just realized the UPS guy was at six fifty two while we were at dinner. So that's a box we didn't we didn't know. I I must have got an alert. On, I think I got an alert on my watch, but I you know I dismissed it because we were at dinner. So I've got a box sitting out there. So anyways, what it, is it? Thanks for joining us tonight. No, uh, I'll have to send Sarah out to get it. But um, when I meant running wires, not so much of them showing Mike as much as getting in the attic. Oh yeah, the process of it of running yeah. them. Yeah, of yeah, running them. That's it's definitely not, my, not fun. That's not my make sure you do it in the winter. Thing. That's for sure. It's not something you want to do in the summer. Good, good process. I'll continue to watch. I'll probably continue to watch Woot for another deal, uh, so to speak. Use slick deals to get those, you know, to get those kind of monitored. And I think if another one comes up, what I'd really love to do is have the ring um, floodlight cam. That's where it's the floodlight and the cam all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's all in the it's all in the box, not the big lights that come off of it, but just in the box. If I do that, I'll be honest, I might need to run, you know, Wi-Fi and um uh power <laughs> out to it. I just don't I don't think it's gonna be, you know, I think I'm gonna need to power it at that point. Yeah, those floodlight cams are nice. I installed one for my in-laws uh down at the farm. And just the fact that it connects to power in the same manner that your old floodlight did. So if you had a floodlight, you're or a light somewhere, you're already wired for it, uh, which I really liked how the power was already run, um, but but still does run over Wi-Fi. Did you see how great uh, my grass is looking out there? I mean, even well, when I saw it in person, Jim, I was shocked because I told you mine is. I am on a struggle bus this year with my lawn and yours just looks fantastic. Doesn't that look just what you can see? It's actually yeah. a lot browner than, uh, than it's been just cause I've, I'm not watering this year. Like I'm like, it's, if it's going dormant, it's going dormant. If it doesn't survive, I'm going to put rocks in, it, in its place, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of done doing that. I, I turned it on this week, but I've kept mine off as well. But I think I'm, I'm to the point where I'm probably going to fire my uh, chemical people 
just because oh. I have I have so many weeds popping up. I went to mow yeah, last time, and I'm like, yeah. what's the point of paying? I mean, and, and it's not cheap um, for all the weed prevention and control. Uh, there's just been a lot. I usually put up with a little bit, um, but for there's been a lot this year. That's a disappointment, right? When you when yeah. you're paying all that, and then you know, yeah. Yeah. 60 bucks an application. And I think right. they do eight applications a year. Right. So, I mean, right. not insanely expensive, but no. enough that it, I shouldn't be having a bunch of weeds pop up in the middle of the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you also looked at that picture carefully, you saw the, on the front, on the front porch, the box delivery box, you know, it's the, it's the plastic box that we have out there for, that we ask all of our, you know, all of the UPS and, and postal service, and that's worked out pretty well. I installed a, you know, that's a, um, a Paul Brarin had bought one of those and it turned me on to it. Uh, bought one. I actually put it, Mike, up on uh, a stand. You know, I gave it a good eight inches for the for the FedEx guy because he was complaining about dropping the HelloFresh in there. And he was like, hurts my back. It's so low. Can you, can you, because you got to kind of slide it in. It just, HelloFresh just, just fits inside the got box, it. right? So, um, but it's been good. It keeps our boxes dry. I, I, I put a handle on it. Uh, most of the, most of the delivery folks get it right. Right. Not all of them do, but most of them get it done. So, so fun, uh, fun this weekend to kind of mess around, uh, with the, with the camera, get that done. Um, I didn't get a ton of engagement from you guys on it, but that's okay. It takes a while for sometimes these to catch up and for you to get them done. And, and I just had some time this weekend to, to do it. Also uh, this weekend, or uh, yeah, also this weekend, Mike, in last show, we talked a little bit about creating this kind of generator, um, y- you know, uh, this monitor, generator monitor, right? Yeah. In other words, yeah, yeah. how can I come off, you know, my generator's got a um, 6,500 watts, comes, you, you've got a 240, um, you know, kind of lock in that comes for one of the receptacles, and then it has two uh, a 120, 15 amp breakers that come, they're just regular plugs. And they've got, one of them even has, I think 2.1 for, to charge phones right off the generator, if you wanted to do it that way. And I want to kind of move away from, I was like, okay, how do I get this wired in the house? So the picture I'm showing is a through the wall kit made by Reliance. They're a hundred bucks. Um, uh, this was pictured at Menards. I think you could get them on Amazon for 192, let's say. You know how Amazon is. Oh, yeah. And really, all it is is a 240 connection on the outside comes through the wall with a half-inch hole. And then on the inside of the wall, you put uh, this six breakers. They're still 15 amps. And and you, you, you it, which I think is really, really common, by the way. But you bring that through, and it allows you to plug in the generator on the outside. And then at least you have six outlets that are wired uh, on the inside. And Mike, I was kind of had myself convinced. I think I saw this. So Monday while my car was getting tinted, I popped over to Menards and I saw this and I was like, oh, I think this is it. Right. And then I was thinking, okay, how, and this, I did post in the discord group and I got some good feedback from you guys. Just like, how am I going to monitor this? So I was thinking about, you know, putting the sense, sense makes a monitor, right? That orange monitor. And you can, yeah. For, it's expensive. Like it's 315 bucks, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's, and that's on sale, but it had two, uh, it had basically two wire monitors. So you could, you put them around the wires, the hot wires, hot, hot neutral. I could have that wrong, but I think that's right. And, uh, then it, uh, with sense, you plug it into its own, you give it its own breaker as well. Mm-hmm. I watched the install video for okay. it. Okay. I was always wondering how that worked. Yeah, that what's the breaker powers it. So you give it a double breaker and um, and power it up. But they can either monitor then a solar panel or a generator um, as well on that. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Chris Kenny sent me a note uh, via Discord and goes, mm, I tried Sense, didn't work out really well. He was not, and he he okay. gave me that. He gave me the name. Have you ever, Mike? Have you ever tried or, or thought about um, putting one of those in those energy monitors? Yes. For it's one of those that every time I watch a YouTube video, I want to do it. And then I think, what is it really going to do for me? Like, it's just expensive for like Ecobee. I can totally justify because it saves us so much money in electricity costs by knowing when we're away, when we're not there, not having the air conditioning run. Um, 
sense for me besides just having knowledge of it. Like I know my electrical bill and I don't know if it would give me enough data. I, I turn off all the lights. I turn off everything you can uh, that I don't know if it would give me enough data to actually make up the cost of it. Yeah, so actually I was wrong. Chris Kenny uh, dropped it on our Facebook group, and uh, and I had posted that I was looking at this. Um, and he said, um, um, I, I didn't like Sense when I tried it. I have the Emporia Energy System now, uh, E-M-P-O-R-I-A. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um you know, so basically, really, all you need is a sensor. Then that's got the that goes around the wires to kind of pull the draw. Mm-hmm. And so, so Mike, my, my thought really is, uh, even and so, instead of I can buy a two forty adapter that just goes on the outside of the house, right? The plugs in there, and then I think I'm going to come in and come into a box where I can then run a wire up to my kitchen and have an outlet in the kitchen. Yeah, that and then run an outlet over to the pantry where the other fridge is. And so it gets a dedicated kind of outlet in the ceiling where I can literally just go hm, and hm, right. Just unplug and plug in and you're ready to go. Same in the kitchen, have a plug that's hidden behind the fridge. That's the, you know, that's the generator plug. So to speak. Right. And bring those back to a, a small circuit breaker and then kind of run it through that still allow me to monitor it. In fact, it would give me a box to be able to put one of these energy monitors. Since, in, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, that's a perfect use case for sensor actually really does make sense on monitoring, right? Cause then there's a benefit to it. You're monitoring it, but you're monitoring it because you know the capability and the output of your generator to make sure you're matching it. So, um, you know, it looks like, and I have to kind of think it through. I may even diagram it out. You know, I would buy, they sell here as we're looking at the picture, they sell this 240 house outside of the house connection. And then I would run it through with some conduit into a breaker box of some sort where I've got some room. And, uh, and then I could even, uh, if I do it that way, it'll even give me a chance to kind of breaker the, um, uh, each of those lines. So I could, you know, I might have three or four cause I'd probably run, one to the kitchen, one to the pantry, and one over here to the computer area. Yeah. So I could have them all on their own breakers, basically. Just gives me some more flexibility that way and some room to put an energy monitor in there. So got a little work to do on that one still. Well, and it, it's so funny you bring it up because so we both did our homework on this this past week because, Jim, you had me really thinking through, okay, because I've been, I've been wanting a generator for a while. And it's something I've, I've wanted to spend the money on. I'm like, you know, like it's, it's just getting to a point where we don't lose power too often here. But for me, Jim, there's actually the other use case of, man, like I'd love, <laughs> and this will lead into our next segment, but I love doing ham radio portable. I love going out. I love camping, number one. Camping is like, we love to camp. So we, we do that all the time. Um, and I would love to have power while we're camping and then doing that and being able to power the ham radio and everything. So Jim, when, when you were talking about your project, what that had me doing, I'm like, okay, is there anything like the DIY aspect is so much fun, right? And I get that, but I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be spending the money up front, I haven't purchased the generator yet. Like how much more expensive would it be to get a generator that has some of these smarts built in? Um, and actually what I came across and I'm curious to get your input on this is so, and it's funny because the timing of all this, there are a lot of the, the tech YouTubers are talking about this new product. Um, and it's not a, not a new genre, but kind of the next gen of it. Um, and I'll share my screen here real quick. It is the EcoFlow electric, essentially it's a battery bank. So think of one second here, give me a second. Pull it up here. So um, if you guys can see this. So this is the size of a generator. It's kind of cool because, but it, all it is is it's it's batteries, right? And so you're going to charge this thing up either via the wall or most guys actually hook this up to, it has solar input. So you can plug in a bunch of solar panels and you can either, you know, if you need this in an emergency, you just set the solar panels right next to it, charges off the sun and it's charging this and, and, you're, and you're good to go. You probably have this pre-charged and then you put solar panels. Um, but a lot of guys now are actually putting solar. So the example I saw was this guy has a shed in his back, a really big barn, I should call it. It looks like a barn. 
um, where it houses animals. It's got electronic stuff in it. Um, so he connected one of these main units and they actually sell extra units just as tall that are just pure batteries. So he has a total of three units, one main controller. He put two solar panels up on his roof. And for him, this powers everything in his barn 100% of the time. It charges his, he has an electric mower, charges that. And for me, I was like, and it's kind of cool. So it's got these wheels on the back and it's got a handle that pops up and you can just wheel it around like a suitcase. Um, I mean, sure, it's pretty heavy, but, and it's good. It's got an app, right? It's always got to have an app. It's got like, I think Bluetooth or Wi-Fi where it tells you kind of how much it's pulling and what's happening here. Um, but a very interesting, if you wanted, you know, there's, there's definitely the pros of going gas, but if you wanted, I think for solar, if you wanted to go the solar route, um, I think it's, it's really interesting. The one thing that's a downside to going this route that I think Jim for you is a big plus the way you're doing yours is if your house is down for days on end, um, I mean, yeah, your solar is going to be charging this up at a pretty good rate, but you're probably not going to be able to keep up as much. I mean, with two and three, maybe, um, but you're not going to be able to keep up as fast as just being able to go get more gas, put in the tank and let it go. Um, but I, I thought some of the pros obviously being silent, like for camping, this is ideal. You put this thing outside by your campsite. No one hears it. No one knows you're running a generator, um, for ham radio, same sort of thing. I go to a park and I, you know, even if I'm doing an all day event, you can wheel this around. You could power a couple ham radios, um, uh, for a whole team of people on it. So I just, I thought it was kind of interesting how, but you know, and the other downside, Jim is these are expensive. Expensive. Oh, they are. I, they I think are. for the um, I, looked, I looked at these at one point. Yeah, for the for the Delta Pro, which is what you want, plus a four hundred watt solar panel. You're talking about thirty eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? So not cheap. Um, but generators themselves aren't cheap, and then all the monitoring and everything, and so you kind of get it all packaged up, and you do pay for the convenience of having it all put together. And but then there's the pros and cons of having it be essentially just a power bank you're hauling around. But I love the combination of solar. I've thought about putting like this for me. I would put two of these in the garage. I would then put two solar panels on the roof of my garage, run the cable down and have these constantly run and charge batteries um, to, to do any sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's one cool solution that, that could be employed as you well. Think, you think you could use one of these as kind of an advanced UPS uh, in a, in a I compu- like definitely think so. Yeah. Know? Well, I'd think have- about how easy it is to run. I mean, the solar panel batteries are, are cables, not long or not, not big. Right. So you could run that cable. I don't know how long those runs can be, but I assume pretty long. Um, you know, I think about my security cameras that I, I drill a hole to the outside to put a security camera out there. You could easily, and these guys mount their own solar panels. They're not that hard nowadays. I actually like this setup. You know, I, there's an argument this could be better than having a Tesla Powerwall. This is a lot more versatile, right? You can take this right. thing wherever you want. Right. You know, you could take this to, like I said, camping. You could take it to your friend's house. You can wheel it to a neighbor's. You can do whatever you need. Um, we need a bunch of extra power and especially when you add solar in, I mean, I think this is the new solution for powering things like barns mm-hmm. where you need light. You don't need much. You need light. You need, and this guy's running power tools, like three at a time, like big power tools. Um, so I think for, for someone who's trying to power a place and in, instead of running mains power, uh, and you're off grid at that point, if you, if you have the solar, you're truly off grid. And these things are always charging up the way the guy was. So since he had three, he had the two power banks on each side. Um, he, you know, he was, he was really never going to run out of power, uh, yeah. unless yeah. is, is the mains went down, um, unless essentially he had to live in there. Uh, but for the power that he was pulling now with led lights and everything, it's, everything's pretty power efficient. So an interesting secondary option if you wanted to go electric and you wanted to pay a lot of money for your solution. Well, and if you go to their site now, so um, all pro, go to all um, allprogenerators.com, they're actually running some deals on these EcoFlows. And so, like, you can get the 110-watt solar panel, their foldable panels, for 400 bucks. Normally, they're 600 So. They're oh, running. Yeah. They're running some deals there. You know, their the their eighteen hundred watt generator uh, is a is twelve hundred as opposed to nineteen hundred. So, you know, it, it may, you know, Mike, you got you get me kind of thinking here. Like, you know, the shed. I'm in the shed maybe twice a week for an hour. One of those could be, yeah. and just put a solar on top. Uh huh. 
Yeah, self-charging. So then it. Oh yeah, right. You never and then it, power. It would just and it would also it would also power that um, uh, ring cam that I put out oh, there yeah, pretty easily, sure. right? And, easily. And, I mean, yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. I w- I may even uh, think about where I put those solar panels because for the ring cam that I just installed, the one we showed in the beginning of the show. Uh, I put the solar on, I wrapped it around the, the, you know, the pipe that comes out, that's got the, uh, the electrical, you know, the electrical service to the house Yeah. in that, and then just face that thing South and it just bakes. I mean, it's in a spot, it's getting six or seven or eight, um, hours of sun. Did I bring my phone down here? Um, yeah, there it is. Um, it's getting six or seven or eight hours of sun every day. And I have yet to, when I look at that, um, when I look at the, the energy, you know, the device health, it's at a, it, it's, it's been at a hundred percent every day. And I've been, you know, I've been taking pictures with it and streaming it live and all those other kinds of things. So yeah, you know what? Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. That's a, you know, I was thinking, I was seriously thinking, well, I guess I'm going to get a trench and run up, run, run electricity out there. And that's going to cost you just as much. May, oh yeah, for sure. Maybe one. And then it's these, these, you know, these units, you can kind of take them. Then they're versatile. If you need to put it, if you need to take the battery and take it somewhere with you fully charged, you can, right. It's not yeah. a, it's not a permanent solution. No. Um, well, and, and, and the good part about that is too, no fumes. Um, so like when you're running a generator, true. right? Like this, true. you can pull this down into your basement and run the wire up, whatever you need to do, right? If you want to run solar down, or if you just want to, hey, it's fully charged. I mean, this thing's going to power you for a long time. It's a lot of battery. Yeah, so you they, can pull us down to your basement, wherever. I wonder how they handle cold weather. That's the, you know, the really out in the shed when it's really cold. Yeah. Um, you know, do you leave it? Can it get damaged? Some of those kinds of things. I, I guess I'd have to, well, it's, yeah, you, you've given me, <laughs> you've given me something new, Mike, because I, I love the Tesla battery wall concept. I just don't know if I want to invest in a permanent. And it's permanent. Battery. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this thing. Okay. Yeah. So like how much is the pro? Um, so 2,600 bucks for the pro. 1,700 for the EcoFlow Delta Max. Um, so you might be able to, I don't know how much the Max puts out. Okay. It's, so the Max capacity is 2,000 um, watt hours can put out 2,400 um, watts of AC output. And then your the, the pro is is essentially uh, not double, but a little, a little more than a third more, 3,600 watt hours, 3,600 watts output. Well, they got a 110, you know, they got a 110 watt so with the, the device and the panels, 750, right? That's what I paid for the generator. 110 watt? 110 watts. So it's a small, it's not a lot. Yeah. But I don't need much or power tenure. It's almost, but you wouldn't be able to run a heater in the winter. I would think about running an electric heater. That's that's what I would want. Well, Oh yeah, I wouldn't cause it's terribly inefficient. I wonder how much, I wonder what the output is. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. who cares if it's inefficient if it's charging via solar? Well, yeah, that's true. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not, you're not paying for the power. Yeah. That's the best part about it is it's not gas. You're not paying for it. It's free, free, free power. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, yeah. I get, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But a, I bet, so what's the output on that one? Is it, a, I wonder if it's, it's just called big. a 110. Uh, I bet it put out, I bet it puts out more than what 110 is not much power at all. You couldn't power uh, much off a of 110. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's 600, 600. Sorry. The 110 is the, the, the panels. The model. The, oh, no, the, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. 110 watt panels. Yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So 110 watt panels. It's the EcoFlow River 600. So I'm going to say that's a 600 water. Okay. Still probably not enough to run an electric heater, but good enough mm. for a lot of other stuff. You could run the electric heater on low. 288 watt hours. Uh, okay, that's capacity. Okay, yeah, that right. Recharges from 0 to 80% within an hour. And does it have AC output anywhere? Uh, it, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's got... Um, no, three, I mean, does it tell you what the power is oh, on the AC output uh, the max? Three times 600 watt AC outlets. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah, you yeah. could run a, a heater on low because those heaters, like my heater, pulls out twelve hundred watts. It's insane. Oh yeah, I know. There when those terrib- things run, they like you said, terribly inefficient. But when you're running off solar power, right. who cares? And yeah. for you in that shed, for how little you use it, who cares how small the solar is 
it can take a it can take a day to recharge. You don't care. You're like, hey, I'm gonna be out there for a few hours once a day. Take the rest of the day. I don't care to like charge. It. So 110 mm-hmm. watts. Something something more to spend money on, Mike. Weaver. Oh, for sure. Something more to spend. Always money. is. Luke, uh, when we were talking about uh, monitoring, Luke uh, said in chat room, and is this is this AOTech? Is do you think that's how you pronounce that? Uh, AOTech yeah, so. makes Z uh, makes Z Wave uh home energy monitor hundred dollars on amazon that's this one right here this aotech by aon aon yeah labs um uh so luke i'll have to look into that and and because that could be i need two these only have one i really need well i want two, mike because i want to if i'm going to do this i want to put one on my I guess I could just buy two for 200 bucks. Um, I want to put one on my, on the power coming into the house to monitor that. And I want to monitor the generator stuff when it's on. Right. Yeah. Well, now, do you have a Z wave hub? I don't, well, I don't so know. I don't think I do. Yeah. yeah you do either. Yeah. No, I don't think I do. This is uh, you can see here on the screen. Here's the sense energy monitor. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the, the one uh, right now, the one port, like you can monitor one, power source 269 not terribly expensive the two one was on sale it had been 399 it's down to 315 so and then see the and that's w- kind of my point though like as you're starting to spend all this money it's like you go with this <laughs> really beefy electric one i guess i mean you're still gonna you're still gonna be cheaper yeah but. yeah the the emporia this is the one that uh, chris kenny was talking about okay and it gives you the ability to oh that's pretty affordable yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's this in this particular case it has 550 amp circuits that you can so you can put them around the mains and the circuits. Yeah. Um this may be one where if I play my cards right, I could get both. Right? I could run one of those lines to the to, to the, the sub box, yeah. To the sub yeah. box for the generator monitor that and way. And then that yeah. So um, they do have a version with 16 of them <laughs> and um, uh, I need to do some more. I had, I have not done very much reading up on these. That's probably how many you would need. Your box is probably 16. I doubt you have an eight breaker box. Yeah. So 149. Yeah. Um, if I want to do it that way. So I need to do again, maybe I'll call Chris. Uh, I just need to do a little monitor or a little, uh, you know, little reading on it. It, it was, I, I went to the next gear with this. I was like, Oh yeah, I got this solution and I, yeah, I could run extension cords. And then that was first gear. And then it was like, Oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe I could run some, you know, maybe I could do some wiring. If I do this right, I could do some wiring in the house and have, I wouldn't have to run extension cords and, you know, and I think wasn't this Sarah's comment when I was over and we started to nerd out on this. We started talking about she was like, oh God, here we go. And uh, I think yes. even Sammy was like, Dad, you're gonna be out there like going crazy with the generator. And so he did. Um the one uh if if you don't follow me, you need to on YouTube, Jerry Rig Everything, as in Jerry, like the name G-E-R-O, Rig Everything. He is awesome, huge tech YouTuber. He destroys stuff, he tests the rigidity of stuff, and he's the one who I saw do the original review of that EcoFlow. Um, so he's the one who put the solar panels on top of his shed. If you just need a cool video to watch and kind of see the thing, um, Jerry rig everything. And the name of this one, it was off grid solar power. So easy. It's almost cheating. That's mm. the title of that one. So good video. If you guys want to see uh, how those eco flow generators really work and how he ran it. Mike, the shed, I showed that picture here a second ago. We'll, we'll just bring it up one more time. And since we're talking about this, ideally the best place um, for that, let's go back to ring here. Uh, did I close it? Oh no, there it is. And we'll go to the back door. Ideally, you know, I would, if say I was going to put that battery in the, um, you know, in the shed, you can see it back in the corner there. Yeah. And this is a, this is first thing in the morning right now, right? This is at 8 a.m. And you look at the shed, it's lit up beautifully. Oh yeah. That solar would get a lot of good. It's only that way for an hour. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's you would if you only measured. I was kind of watching all weekend to see what kind of, um, you know, like so you go. Let's go back to the picture where I was taking a break. Up oh, there's me watering again. That's uh, that's at seven forty, and there's the sun isn't quite there yet. You see, let me get an evening. Here's an eight pm'er uh, with me sitting there. I'm actually looking at. Well, I'm actually watching myself 
on the phone. This is a live view. So it's a little meta on this. A little one. inception, yeah. But you see the shed. Okay, now it's 8 p.m. So you wouldn't expect to have um you wouldn't expect to have high usage there. Let me see if I have another time. Like because you would think like, okay, what about in the afternoon? Let's see if this no, I didn't have the I didn't have it on. Um, so you have to believe me on this one. The um it just doesn't get that that roof is in a great spot. And you think now in the winter, when all the leaves come off the trees, different oh, yeah. story. Right? right. But in the summer, when you you would you would get max solar production, that's the worst area for it. So I would actually want to put those panels on my roof on the house and run a cable or something because it's it's just not um just doesn't work. I just don't yeah. get enough sunlight out there. And the, the cables are super cheap, so you could easily run yeah. run those cables over yeah. uh, over there. Or, you know, alternatively, like I said, you, you don't really use it too often so that you might be surprised how much you can recharge just from the little sun you're getting. Um, or, you know, those batteries can also charge off the house. And so I doubt you, I mean, you would, I bet it would take you a long time to drain through those. Just pull it over the house and plug it in every once in a while and let it charge off the power of the house. But then it's not free. And then you're paying for it. I think the yeah. solar is the way to go. So it's, it's free power. Well, I could always just put it on the roof, see how it does, you know, just temporarily install it and be like, okay, I'm going to charge it up fully one time and then yeah. just start using it. And, right. you know, the trickle charge from two hours of oh, yeah. usage may be enough to keep that thing fully, you know, um, to keep it fully charged. So it char recharges during the week. And then, yeah. then, you know, you can, it, yeah, maybe that's enough. You don't. Yeah, know I bet it would so, be. I bet you'd right. be surprised. Crap! Now you just gave me another thing to buy. Dang you, Uyghur! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you've been working on your uh, on your ham stuff. Give us an update on uh, on what you've been up to. Yeah. So, Jimmy, just a quick update for those of you who are into the ham radio stuff. So you guys all know, I, t I told you guys that I ended up losing my ham radio um, HF antenna off the roof during this massive windstorm we had. Uh, took out our fence and took out my my antenna. So I put up a new one. Um, but but while I was putting that up, you know, we also are finishing the basement. And the issue with that is I am in the opposite corner of my basement now as to where the antenna, the feed line comes in for the outside. So complete opposite. So that means there's a lot of coax that runs across the ceiling to come down to my radio. Uh, so what I was, I'm planning out where during the new finished basement, I'm going to be putting the, the ham radio. It's actually going to be, I'm going to put it over in that corner. And so I was like, okay, well, this requires a new kind of a setup. Right. And, and so I actually got one of those. If you, if you go outside and you look at your utility boxes on the outside of your house, there's probably one from like, for us, it's Cox communications, right? All those weatherproof outside boxes that they have essentially protects where the line comes in from the utility and then goes into your house. So I ended up getting one of those to put on the outside right now i have a hole drilled in my house in on this in the wall from my basement out to the outside i have the the coax cable run out and then i silicone dull in so you know just just like most people would run that in but i kind of wanted a more versatile be able to plug and play uh situation so what i did was i got one of those boxes i put it on the outside of the house and then i drilled and i put pvc from the inside to the outside. And so now it's this nice enclosed box. So if I ever need to switch cables out, it's no longer cutting out a bunch of silicone, pulling it out. It's just, and then you stuff, what you do is essentially you stuff steel wool or whatever you need inside that PVC to stop if bugs were to get into this box um, or anything or air you don't want it getting in. So you kind of stuff that, that hole when you're done. Uh, so doing that, but for the tech angle of this, right? So I, I put the box in, the tech angle of this is uh, for those of you who are into ham radio. So I obviously have my HF rig and put up the new antenna. And you guys know if you're into ham radio, HF radio, um, you can pretty much use any coax. So for non-ham radio people, when you think of coax, think of like, you know, the stuff that you plug in cable TV to, right? Now that's a very, that, that's not good coax for ham radio because that, that center conductor is so small. Uh, but for, for ham radio, you're using the same idea, coaxial cable, a center conductor, you have outside shielding, um, pretty basic. And for HF, you can get away with pretty much anything. So I use RG8X for those ham radio guys out there for my for my HF rig. But I have a really long line. So it's it's about 100 and probably 30 feet 
out to my antenna of coax. And then for my two meter radio, so this, this is where things differ. When you guys are doing, you know, this radio right here, this is the, the, uh, the two meter 440. This is your close range radio. So this is how I talk to all the guys in Omaha, almost like your CB radio, right? So I have this on my desk. This antenna is actually inside in the attic and it's about, uh, still about 125 feet of coax that runs up, uh, down across the end of the basement and then straight up through the main level into the attic. And I have a, uh, a foldable, essentially uh, J pole ladder line antenna up there. What I realized and what you guys might not realize uh, you ham radio guys out there is how much line loss you have with two meter four forty uh, radios with RG eight X or anything less uh, uh, apt on coax. So as an example, when you have, this is a 25 or 20, yeah, 25 watt radio, 20 watt radio that I have for two meter and 440. When you have a 20 watt radio and you are using RG8X and let's say you have 20 watts at 50 feet, you're already down to the amount of watts that's hitting the antenna is only about two watts. So you're losing 18 watts in the coax cable because how lossy that cable type is with your radio at those frequencies. So part of this big upgrade for me was actually going from, especially on the two meter 440, uh, I went from RG8X to LMR 400. And Jim, this is where I really nerded out on the types of coax cable you can get. And uh, so this RG8X, I wish I could, I can check. Oh, can I pull it? Nope, I can't. Um, it's like, it's a pretty flexy, right? It's some pretty flexible cable. Um, this LMR 400, so it just came in. I got a hundred feet of it. This stuff's expensive, a dollar 20 cents a foot. Um, so for a hundred feet of this cable, it was over a hundred bucks. Um, but uh, you essentially retain a lot more of your power. So on a 20 watt radio, you're going to have about 17 Watts making it out to the antenna, uh, which makes a huge difference when you are essentially trying to get your signal out from your radio out your antenna uh, to the receiving antennas. So uh, the big upgrade, and it just, it was something I hadn't really thought of. And again, for those of you guys, you know, I spend most of my time on HF now, long distance contacts and RG eight X is fine at a hundred feet. You're more going to be more than more than good. Uh, but I was just shocked to see that only about two Watts. And I, I was wondering, I'm like, why am I not hitting the repeater? It's so weird. I can go outside of my handy talkie and I can hit it. Well, a handy talkie is five Watts. And I'm like, I have this big 20 Watt radio. I have a big antenna. It doesn't matter. My five Watt handy talkie is actually getting five Watts out. Uh, my 20 Watt radio is only getting two Watts out of the 20 because the rest of that's getting lost in heat and other, uh, essentially it's, it's heat getting lost in the coax because those coax, the, the different qualities of them uh, are not meant to handle that type of stuff. So, so lesson learned, that's the upgrade. Uh, I also, while I was at it, I mean, why not? I got a whole new two meter, four forty, really cool antenna to put on the outside of my house. Uh, so I'm going to put that, I have a plan to put that on the Eve that arrives tomorrow. Um, and so going to be fully set up and, and ready to go, but much more modular and nice looking, uh, ham radio setup is going to go in the finished basin. I'm really excited. We're going to make actually, this sounds weird. You guys are making fun of me. It's actually going to be in the guest room, uh, but it's going to be a really cool kind of modern setup where it's just the radio on the desk. My ham radio map right above it. That's right behind me with all the pins and the places I contact. Uh, I think it's going to look actually really, really cool. Um, I'm going to split it up. So my ham radio is no longer going to be at my big four monitor gaming rig setup it's going to be on its own and a place i can go sit play ham radio relax um and have some nice. fun yeah uh the antenna hannah approved i'm, I'm assuming she yeah she knows. yes so the old uh, hf rig was on a uh essentially 25 foot mast on top of our house uh the current hf antenna is literally a wire that peeks out from the corner eve of the house and runs into a tree you don't even know it's there it's a black wire you can't oh, nice. even see it nice. um and sh- her question was that was literally an option this entire time. Like, and you had a 20 foot metal pole sticking out the top of your house. And now you have just a little wire sneaking out from an Eve into a tree. Uh, so yeah, you know, the more you learn about ham radio, the more you learn of the different the options you know. of what you got. So the more, you know, the more, you know, and the other antenna that we got for the two meter, uh, a nice black, just a three foot little one. It'll be, it'll be in a much more hidden position. So it'll be nice. Good. 
Nice. Well, you know what I'm going to be on a rabbit trail this weekend is these freaking generators. These these. See, oh, you're already that whole time. I see. That's a great part when Mike. Talks I didn't hear a word you said. I was Jim looking. can just whoop, just go into his uh, own just, world over I'm there. Like, hmm, how could I? Well, in you know, in in maybe some of my thinking on this, in in this would apply to you too. Is you know, today I have four UPS devices down here. You know, to basically. One, uh, one to power all the computers on this side. There's three over here. There's four on that side. That has another UPS, and then too many UPSs to power the networking. Um, you know, the network, the modem, those kinds of things. Those those can last forever. Like those will go for an hour, two, or three on on the batteries that I have for them, right? Because they just they don't draw that much power. But the what what I learned when the generator went down or when the power went down is the UPSs I have are not generator friendly, right? That, that oh, there's something between them and I haven't figured it out yet. If you've got some ideas on what's going wrong, you know, these are the APC 1000s or, or 1200s or whatever there. And um, they're this just the cheap ones. You know, I got them for a hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those ones yeah. I run too. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they do fine, but they just, they pop the breaker on this, on the generator every single time. There's something, even with no load on the UPSs, it pops, must be something in the circuitry, right? Pops the GFCI yeah. on, the, on the generators, both of them. Mm. So but that gets me thinking, Mike, like, hmm, you know, maybe one. Now, that's a pretty expensive. We're talking about a $2,000 generator, right? That yeah. just, just to back up your computer gear, that's a tough, that's a tough justification, that's a tough well, but the but the great part about what I think I would do, Jim, is you're actually in a perfect use case. And if you're what, what I would do, if I'm you, I get I get I get the beefy boy, I get the big one, I go big or go home, I use it in my shed twenty four seven because you have a good use case for using it in the shed. Yeah, and in the off chance, the once a year that it it goes, the power goes out, I wheel it because it has a nice little handle. I wheel it out of the shed. I pull it to where you would have had the regular generator or better yet, it's electric. I pull it down to the basement and I plug in everything I need to, right? So it's not always running as a battery backup. Keep those cheap ones. And then all you have to do is wheel that down to your basement and plug everything into that and you're good to go. Because so it wouldn't just be sitting there as a a emergency thing. You would get full everyday use out of it plus being able to pull inside it's kind of tough though mike just to be honest to have this gas generator sitting here and then justify buying well sell the gas one on facebook marketplace (laughs) you could probably sell it now for more than you bought it for come on you gotta think think like mike ah Uyghur. like i just need you to do those things for me you're so much better at it than i am like i don't know i'm a little i'm invested in this gas generator like you know i like it i like it it was you know anyway so uh, maybe good to have both just to be honest with oh, you. Oh, it for know. sure is. To, it's good to have both. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have, you know, you gotta have all those alternative forms. Um, one quick thing, uh, uh, as we're going out here, I mentioned on Monday, so I took the legacy in to get it tinted and, uh, man, Omaha auto wrap, Mike, if you ever need any tinting, mm, these guys okay. just slick, took it in at nine was done by one. I just stayed down. There was down in Ralston. So I, I just stayed down there. I went to, Starbucks for a couple hours, had coffee, went over to Menards, found that, found that generator thing that got me thinking about the whole thing. So that was cool. And then, uh, popped over to a Dairy Queen to get some lunch. Cause I thought, Oh, like who I never get to eat a Dairy Queen, uh, lobby still closed. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Did you walk through the drive-thru <laughs> like really? No. So I walked over to subway. They had a subway over there. So I walked over to subway, but I couldn't stay there. So I went over to the hall. There's a Holiday Inn Express right behind it. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm meeting somebody here. Is it okay if I just hang out in your lobby? And they're like, oh, yeah. So watched the Olympics and, uh, and, and hung out in their lobby and, and uh, used the Wi-Fi. And uh, the guys called me about one. And they're like, hey, it's done. Dude, it is so beautiful. So nice. I bought this. Um, uh, uh, so that's keeping the inside cooler. And then I bought one of these uh, sun shields, you know, the, yeah. the screen shield. And it's like an umbrella. So you, and it opens up, it's square, you know, it's tri- a rectangle, like, it, and you just, and it opens up into the windshield and you just pin it in there with the, the visors. And then when you're done, you just put the visors up and pull it back and it retracts like an umbrella. 
put the Velcro strap around it, put it in its case, and you're done. Do those work pretty well? I've never well, used one. We're going to find out. I got it yesterday, and okay. I, I used it today and a couple times today, and it's better than those big round ones that you got to kind of do the loops yeah. to get them in. Oh, I hate those. And it's it's less space than one of the accordion ones, you know, that you can yeah. do the school accordion ones. So a good little, um, in fact, here, why don't I just, why don't I just bring it up here while we're, we're doing all this. Um, uh, here it is. Let's take a look at it. It's 20 bucks. Like this is one of those where I was like, uh, you know, it had been 30 and then it was on sale for 20 and I'm like, well, maybe this thing's going to kind of be a piece of junk, but it really We'll see how durable it is, you know, yeah. over the course of the year. Right. Of putting it in and out, in and out. Yeah. Even if I'm, even if I'm buying one of these or two every other year or once a year, you know, you kind of bucks for 20 bucks. Go, yeah. You know, you kind of go, so it perfectly fits, which got me thinking, I wonder if the auto industry has standardized on windshield sizes. Like I never mm. thought about that, but it's a good you, question. You know, maybe to make things easier for repair people, like, there isn't all these different kinds of windshield. I mean, there's obviously there's different kinds, but this says fits most vans and SUVs at 57 by 31 inches. Fit perfect. My I went out and measured it was 57 by 31. I was like, are you kidding me? That's what got <laughs> wow. me thinking. Maybe yeah. hey, they're think, standardized. Maybe yeah, it's a good point. Maybe they're just standardized, you know, type deal. So um, yeah, pretty a, a very, very cool low tech, but 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 seems to work very well and is easy to, you know, easy to open and close inside the car. You definitely want to, if you're going to open it or close it, you don't want somebody sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> Take them out. Unless you don't uh, like that person. And then, Joe, and then you're golden. That's right. Yeah. Joe says there's a uh, car engineer is laughing somewhere. So that's very, 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 very possible, Joe. In that, just like Joe had also said, when he saw the picture of me out there, there was a, a mole laughing at me, you know, from behind. So, uh, appreciate that, Mike. Uh, another week. Just a reminder to folks: next week, no live show. We're going to take a week long break before uh, Mike is on the road. I'm assuming you're on the road. Is that your? I am on is the that road. Your excuse. Yeah, I'm in and, California. Yeah, very nice. You're going to be hanging out at my hometown, and uh, we'll we'll take a week off and come back and celebrate 500. I'm out the next week as well. Really? So maybe two wait, weeks. Wait, wait. Is there a week in there? I'm out the 19th. Um, I need to look up. Oh, so, I think there's a week in between. There's a week in between, right? That's what, so. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Let's uh, take let's a look. Yeah, yes, so there's the there's the 13th, which will be, or sorry, the 12th, which will be episode 500. And then I'm out the Is 19th. Today, today's the 29th, right? Yeah. So July 29th, the 5th. You're out the 5th. I'm out the 5th. So 500 will be on the 12th. Okay. And then, yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get Bob and Ryan next week, or I don't know. We'll figure something. I got to get Scoon over in to talk about networking. So, although I kind of want you around for that show, so um, so cool. Well, we'll figure it out one way or another. I don't think we're going to make that big deal, big of a deal about five hundred. Just a number, right? So it's a cool number, though. It is. It's a cool number. Uh, a couple of reminders on the way out. One, don't forget. And I saw this a little discussion going on in, in a Discord group about this. If you need hosting, you shouldn't be asking in our groups, who to host with, okay? Maple Grove Partners, secure, reliable, high-speed hosting uh, out there, Maple Grove Partners. Check them out, maplegrovepartners.com. Christian really specializes in WordPress, but he'll do just about anything. So uh, give him a ring uh, or head out to maplegrovepartners.com and shoot him an email, and uh, he'd love to chat with you about it. Uh, plans, uh, most plans start as little as $10 a month. So if you want to try it out, maplegrovepartners.com. If you want to send me an email, if you got some feedback or whatever, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jay Collison, uh, Uyghur Tech, at Uyghur Tech is Mike's. Uh, don't forget, you can leave us a phone message, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Find us on Discord, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord. Why aren't you talking to us more? There's so many different ways that you can be talking to us. And actually, I kind of like the traffic that we get in Discord. It's enough that you don't get too far behind if you miss it for a week type deal, but some great deals going on out there, some really good conversation. So if you want to join us in Discord, 
you can do it that way. If you want to join us on Patreon, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon, if you want to join us that way. I still got some coins that Ron gave me, those little 3D printed coins. And so uh, uh, just commit to the $5 plan. I'll, I, I will mail you one of those. Um, U.S. only. It gets too hard to ship them other places around the world or too expensive. They're like five bucks to ship. So, uh, so and that's us, but I'll, we'll get one of those sent out to you as well. Mike, anything else? Did I forget anything? No, we didn't forget anything. I think we, we got, got another one of these done. Yeah. <laughs> another one, another one done. We are live every Thursday, except when we're not 8 PM <laughs> central, <laughs> 8 PM central, nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv slash live. Uh, thanks to those few of you who came out tonight to join us live. And if you haven't done, done that, and you got this far, why wouldn't you come? Like you're super engaged. Why wouldn't you? I mean, seriously, you're listening an hour and 10 minutes, right? Why wouldn't you come out and join us live? Come out Thursday nights, theaverageguy.tv slash live, 8 p.m. Central. You can do it. We'd love to see you here. We'll do this again in two weeks. And with that, we'll say goodbye.